I'm Kelly Harrell, author, animist, and creator of the Weekly Rune. Solentent Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, actionable animism, soul-tending, and how all of those intersect through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years, focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. The Weekly Rune is now available in full on Patreon.com. Just do a search for Kelly Harrell to find it, and you can find the archive of all past runecasts on my site, soulintentarts.com. If you're not sure what a half-month is or what the runic calendar is, Listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune. It's explained fully at the beginning of every runecast. Thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast, to those who send notes and share their experiences of the runes. That's what it's all about, and I'm grateful for the engagement. I also want to thank my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the podcast and the RuneCast possible with their financial support. If you've benefited from the RuneCast, the podcast, or the ton of free articles on the runes, animism, and soul tending on my website, you can show your support through buying my books, which you can find at soulintentarts.com or Amazon, by making a one-time contribution through PayPal or Square, or by contributing regularly through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and search for Kelly Harrell. You can also subscribe to the paid version of the Weekly Rune there, and thank you for it. I hope everyone's doing well during this stressful time. My guess is a large swath of us are doing well enough. Another significant portion is dealing with a lot of challenges, and another swath is living a nightmare. When shelter in place and all that ensues became, you know, reality as we know it in the States a little over a month ago, I asked my social media followers, what life-changing dynamic were you on the brink of manifesting just before this happened? Because so many people were. I was. So I've heard so many people talk about this. And I got responses like people were within earshot of changing a really, really big life thing. Like they'd passed, you know, their exams and were getting ready to walk in their graduation. They'd surpassed some, you know, incredibly unfathomable goal, like finally reaching financial stability, finally had relief from chronic physical or emotional challenges, or they were getting ready to launch a brand new business, you know, things that were really going to change how they experience being on the planet. And now all of that's on hold, if it's even on the radar at all. All of that is Manaz stuff. Places where We logicked ourselves a new path and were able to work our resources however we needed to, to change the course of things. In the alternate reality where COVID-19 didn't happen, 
and while we're at it, the one where all our rights are equally systematically supported, we would be allowing our consciousnesses to shift to support those precious sacred seeds. And we would be undertaking the sort of jury outreach that Manaz demands. I've talked about the completion of the Ingwa's initiation a lot in the weekly room, and at least a couple of times in previous podcast episodes. But this initiation of the sacred seed begins with Isa. It begins in ice back in November, the turn of November to December. And it progresses all the way through to Ingwa's coming up in a few weeks. But Manaz is the point along the way that the progression of that sacred seed demands its own audience. It demands to be taken seriously as its own life force separately from ourselves. It starts to become not your baby anymore, but it's its own consciousness that you've nurtured and breathed life into to the point that it's ready to find its own way. It's ready to make its own way. Now that's where the jury part comes in. For those of you who aren't creatives, jury is when you have to present your creation, your project, your thesis, you have to sing your solo to a committee of informed peers who give feedback and they help you shape that sacred seed into the best, most supported version of itself that it can be before you release it to its own destiny in the world. Jury is usually a point of calling to the carpet. And that's that's why I consider Manaz the editing rune. I know that authors know how this feels when you pour your soul into writing a book and then some editor rips it to shreds and also rips your synapses to shreds in the process. But when you get your ego out of the way and take to heart that redo, the piece comes out stronger. That's how the intellectual and mental components of Manaz work and also how the social ones play out. That, that's, that's all showing up in that jury process. We don't necessarily have to be ripped to shreds in that process, but it is a point that we have to let our work stand on its own and get our egos out of the way. And again, with the writing analogy, it's the point where you decide you have the chops to actually bring your work to the world because releasing it on the world means that you see it as no longer yours. It is its own being. It has its own collective impact and you have to go with its process. That process is prickly even when you're knocking your sacred seed out of the park, but it's really an intense time to enter Manaz and feel that kind of, of love and um, see the result of all the work that you've done at a time when circumstance doesn't seem to support it. And, and all of us have dealings with that dynamic situationally. Like we all have points in life where we just realize circumstances and systems screw with our success. And now we're all dealing with that. And, and the cumulative impact of that, we're all feeling. Not just us, but our sacred seeds are feeling it too. So for the last week, I've been sitting with how to work with Manaz when we're supposed to physically isolate. Like we literally can't share physical space with a jury of peers. 
and our our capability of even locating that group, like a, a new group that would meet that need is is pretty nerfed. And our existing social groups who might be able to shuffle to provide that input are, you know, they're trying to find toilet paper. They're dealing with their own shit show and grief and their own lists of almosts that are just not going to come to fruition right now. How do we bear that seed into being now in such a hard time? Like we can't abandon it. We made it. It is a life force. It is happening. How do we get the feedback that Manaz creates the space for when that support just isn't there right now? Other people don't have it to give or, or maybe we don't have the spoons to go out and look for it because it's taking everything we've got to deal with what's been added to our plates. It sounds like a grief all its own and, and maybe asking those questions prods new grief. But we, we can't forget about the seed. We can't forget that we created this. It's, it's still happening. Even though it's not happening the way that we had planned. Circumstances changed. But the sacred seed did not. If at all possible, talk to it. Tell it it's okay for it to still be in your life. I know that having that conversation... That kind of conversation that's at a, a soul life force level... It will poke feelings around it not being able to manifest the way you wanted it to. And that's okay. You can handle that. It's okay that you can talk to it about things not going quite the way you wanted. The feels are going to come up. And this is where the skills come in to allow feelings as their own life force and let them move through. Remember, you're just their filter. They're not you. You're not them. And if you need help with that, if you realize these are the feels and they are not just moving through, then then get help with that. Get yourself, recognize that as information for skills that you need and find somebody who can help you get those skills, who can help you let that move through. When you can let that seed know that you haven't abandoned it, it can catch up on current events. It may not realize external life has changed so quickly and so sharply. Once it does, maybe it can shift direction. Maybe it can reroute or adjust its sense of timing. These are animistic skills in self-soothing. They're not just, you know, crazy talking to things that are concepts. This is how we soothe ourselves as animists. And in doing that, we honor our direct relationship to all the beings in our lives, all the unseen. And the things we want, our hard work, their beings, their life force. When we can have that kind of dialogue with them, we become more embodied in ourselves and we can take informed action on what's best for all involved. We can't do that part of it if we're still triggered. We can't do that part of it if we're still stirred up. And we can't rush it. I'm not suggesting that we should. But when you're ready, this is a conversation that you can have. Maybe this seasonal time with Manaz is about realizing that we and the seed are the new audience. We are the jury. Maybe realizing 
we can claim that kind of authority in our own relationships with our creations is what's most needed. Maybe that is the synaptic rewiring that we need right now. And the circumstances aren't going to magically change just because you talk to your your sacred seed. And, you know, the sacred seed most likely isn't going to just suddenly manifest or resolve. But those weren't the point. By standing in authority of that dialogue, you become the magic. You remember that you already are magic and can get a little bit back into the power place of acting and responding, not just reacting. When I wrote Runic Book of Days, my intention was to create a loosely guided structure for coming into direct relationship with the runes, right? You know, being being animistic with the runes. And the parts of the literal writing of that that were the most deeply embodied for me, the, the parts of the book where I felt the most connected to each rune were the affirmations that I literally wrote them with the rune in my life force. And I was like, well, you know, if they just end up reflecting where I am, you know, if the affirmations just kind of end up reflecting where I am in this moment as of the writing of this part of the book, and they don't reflect what embodiment of each rune could be for every reader, you know, okay, maybe I'll miss the mark with that. Maybe I'll hit the mark. And then I pick up those affirmations now two years later and they always strike me again more than any other part of the book how much they still live in the present. So when you talk with your sacred seed over the next two weeks and you tell it you're still showing up and you catch it up on current events and you listen to what it has to say and you hold space for it as it is now, now that it has all the information, now that your relationship with it is even more affirmed and embodied, say this to yourself and then watch how your relationship to that seed grows. This is the half-month affirmation for Manaz. Whoever I am, whoever shows up, is wholly me. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season, or you just want somebody to bounce your ideas off, feel free to email me at kelly, that's K-E-L-L-E-Y, at soulintentarts.com, or you can call into the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and various other podcast platforms. And you can learn more about me, Runic Book of Days, and my work by visiting soulintentarts.com or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.